new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me today one more time to talk about the incredible finale of Survivor 40, Winners at War, is a man who needs to only be introduced by his last name. Join me in welcoming Cartelli. Hello, Cartelli. Hey, Van Allen. (laughs) How is it going? So uh, I want to just before we even get into this, I want to get your reaction about last night's episode, winner season as a whole. What do you think? I thought it was amazing. It was uh, we hyped it up all season. It lived up to the hype. It especially the finale, because I was highly worried about my dear, sweet Tony. He deserved a win, and I'm glad he did. And, you know, I'm suffering from recency bias right now, but to me, it's my favorite season so far. Like, a lot of people say heroes versus villains, but I thought the wrong person won that one, which dings it a little bit. So recency bias and all, my favorite season. Boy, uh, well, I have to tell you, I don't know if it's 100% the best season, definitely in the conversation. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. Um, but, uh, last night or the episode, the finale, absolutely incredible. Um, I loved that it was almost three straight hours of survivor. Um, I, I, there was not a, there was not a boring moment in there. Uh, I, I love the whole thing. And, uh, I cannot believe that we are sitting here talking about Tony Vlachos two time survivor winner. If Sandra is the queen, then Tony is the king, uh, taking it home in a 12 to 4 victory over Natalie, who got back in the game. Uh, really just an incredible, incredible. And, and Michelle there, too. Got to give her some credit. I think it was an absolutely, absolutely. fantastic final three. Yeah, it was great. I, uh, I mean, you had such heartbreaking moments. You had really just like heart pounding moments, too. I got up out of my seat. I fist pumped once or twice. Like I yelled. Like, oh, yeah. It really felt like a sporting event to me. You know, I yeah, obviously am missing sports. But, like, this was just – this had it all, really. And, you know, it was so jam-packed that, like, towards the end, the pacing was just completely off, and I didn't even care. Like, it just went from intense moment to intense moment. Yeah. But it was just, it was awesome. Yeah, maybe part of it was the uh, Costco wine that I was pounding last night. But uh, <laughs> I was really into the – I was really into it, too. When when Natalie got back into the game, I was I was up off the couch, and – uh, once, once those idols started getting found, like that was fantastic. It was just, uh, it was a great episode all around. So we're going to, so we're going to talk about it all today. Obviously we're going to talk about the, uh, the big final, uh, final tribal council vote there that made Tony a winner. And we'll go through all the, uh, all the other, uh, votes, uh, some very interesting ones in there and the, uh, and the get back in the game challenge as well that Natalie won, but let's, uh, let's, we gotta go, we gotta go in more on this, this Tony win here. Um, and I, I guess my, my first question for you lance is that if we're sitting here at the beginning of the season uh neither of us neither of us thought that tony was going to win this thing right like tony cannot win this game like how can they possibly leave tony in the game he can't win it and yet here we are at the end of the season talking about tony winning the game how the heck did he do it lance 
he, I mean, you're asking the same question Boston Rob did, and if Boston Rob doesn't know, how are we supposed to know? But like, not only all of that, he didn't get a single vote against him. No. It was just, just masterful and stuff. And I thought he just played it so well, like in the run up and stuff when everyone is going after the big threats and stuff. He was playing the low key game and stuff, and then he turned it on right when he had to, and right when uh, he had that big blindside in the middle of the season. It's like he just turned the game on. And from there, it was like he was almost untouchable. And we said in so many episodes, like, why is nobody targeting Tony? And it was like pretty much post-merge on. Like, why is nobody even like talking about Tony other than like an offhand comment here or there? It was just it was unbelievable. And I just don't know if the edit was it was because the edit just made Tony look so good because even Sarah thought she had a chance to get to Tony when as a viewer, I just didn't see that at all. So it, it was just masterful on his part especially from a guy who the last time we saw him was the second person out and to sure. kind of get past all that and to, to last this long and not get a vote unbelievable yeah and, and like, like you said zero votes cast against him the whole season uh you got to give him credit for the four individual immunity wins that's huge yep. uh especially that really clutch one uh right down the, the pike at final five when he is vulnerable and could possibly have gone home. You don't know. He would have gone home, I think. I, I think that's a possibility. I, I've heard Ben mention that that was the one time he was considering cutting Tony. Um, you know, if, if Ben really cares about uh, his buddy Sarah winning the game, that would be a great way to go about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. But, uh, I mean, aside from those those wins and those votes, um, I, I think – I think Tony's a very disarming guy to me, right? Because absolutely, if, if you watch like the first half of the season, he's uh, that ladder, right? That ladder that he built, uh, that flimsy, ridiculous ladder, which is really more cartoon than useful ladder, right? Mm-hmm. And yet he like, like everybody kind of like got it got people together. Like he's such a like he's such a friendly and like outgoing guy. Like he's so much fun, right? In a in a in a atmosphere on an island where fun can be hard to come by. Uh, and, and you don't like, that's, that's disarming. Like you don't like, that's not the guy who's like a super big mastermind. He can't even build a ladder. And yet he is this, uh, he just, he knew enough to play it slow. And throughout the entire season, he is explaining like every, every single read Tony had on the game was correct. Like, especially if we're talking about last night and all those idols that keep uh, popping up, Ben and Sarah were clueless to them. Like only Tony had the right read. Yeah, he knew from the get-go that there was something up, and I think that just proves just how much of a read he had on the game. And, and you're right, we talked about this in previous episodes. He's just so good at just being the fun guy you want to hang out with, just disarming people, just relating to them. Like you get like the Jeremy conversation about how many days are in the week and stuff, and that's just him. That was great. Just having fun with people, and it obviously worked. And he definitely benefited from the format of the show just because like he said there was the lions and the hyenas and he just wasn't a big enough lion and he just took that target off his back enough that he was the last of those lions to kind of survive because in another season he's with just lesser people that he's one of the first to go and one of the first targets yeah yeah um for for sure and a part of just part of what amazed me about this final episode was really seeing the depth of the relationship that tony and sarah had and tony and ben had and you know that even denise you know put her in the mix where yep these people are like crying and like i'll lose the game for you and like that feels genuine you know and like 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 it's just just so in, these bonds are so intense and at the same time like it feels like Tony also built these incredibly intense bonds with Nick and Jeremy and all these people that like he eventually votes out of the game 
Uh, he's, yeah, he's and that so no one was really bitter. Relationships. Yeah, no Incredible. one was really bitter. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, the, the Tony Sarah dynamic is so interesting because when they first played, he clapped when he voted her out, and now he's just bawling when he has to beat her in the fire making thing. It's just, it's crazy to see the evolution of a Sarah, see the evolution of a Tony. Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, a really great. It, it's a great wrap up for both of their survivor uh, stories, and really like I, I feel like t- almost twenty survivor stories were like wrapped up in a very like succinct and great way. Uh, it felt like it felt like all of my sports heroes were kind of retiring at once. You know, it's like if Tom yes! Brady and Jerry Rice and Peyton Manning all like retired in like one off season, or like after the final game and stuff. It was kind of crazy to like hear everyone's like wrapping up of their. I mean, a lot of their just adult lives and what the game has meant to them and stuff. Seeing Tyson from this funny guy and now he's shedding tears talking about his family and how much survivors meant to him. It was, yeah. it was, I understand why probes wanted to make this thing three hours. So you get a lot, all those emotional beats in there. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I certainly, I, I felt a lot of emotions myself. It almost felt like, it almost felt like a, like a serious finale. Like this yeah. is like this is this was the end of an era. Rapid, it really is, yeah. Like if we call like heroes versus villains is like a big turning point in the game, like a big like twenty market twenty and forty. Like they're like this game will never. And I'm very excited to see how the season will influence the future. Like obviously, if you, uh, season forty one is coming. Uh, Jeff promises it'll be here in the fall. We'll see. Yeah, uh, is that so. going to be? Is that what children versus parents? Apparently, well, like, because... <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. So uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that. Too. Let's let's just let's just get out here. So what 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 the heck was that? Sixteen year olds. Jeff is encouraging sixteen year olds to apply to Survivor. Um, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't that, know, Jeff. That was weird, but I, it, maybe that was the hint towards the next season. Other than that, I, it was really weird. Well, but, uh, I, will, I will point out. I will point out though that Jeff does have a. He, he did mention at the beginning of the, the show that he's got a 16 year old to help him build a set. So that's I'm right. thinking if Jeff is saying 16 year olds come on down, like he he's looking. Jeff loves family. Like there's nothing Jeff loves more than family. So like I am thinking like Jeff's like got like Survivor Family Edition. Here we go. I mean that would be like a new layer of blood versus water if his kid yep. is playing, you know that'd be interesting. But to go back to Tony real quick, please. Uh, I I watched the uh, the first episode of the season and guess who had the first talking head of the whole season? It was it was Tony. I I That's too right. went back and, and took a look at that. Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. He is. Uh, I mean, you'd expect Tony to be giving so many uh, confessionals in a season anyway, just because he is so entertaining. But you know, win or yep. lose, but. Um, but I know that all those edit hawks out there, like who gets the first talking head, who gets this, who gets that. And so that I thought that was interesting going back and watching the first uh, episode again. Well, if you're talking about uh, the edit hawks, this seems like a good enough, uh, good enough uh, segue here to start talking about Natalie. Because uh, first of all, I know a lot of people were saying like this almost seemed choreographed, that there was very little surprise that it was Natalie who got back in the game here. Although, to be fair, she was the one who had the most advantages. Um, but, uh, I, I want to ask you this question. If we were talking about why Tony won, uh, Natalie here gets four votes, uh, Parvati, Tyson, Jeremy, and Ethan. Uh, but why, why did Natalie lose? Well, I think uh, going back to, again, what Rob said, Rob was right. She had to play the perfect game and she had pulled Underwood pretty much. And when she didn't do that, it was over for her. She let Tony and or Sarah, whoever won that fire making challenge, 
get that last line on that resume that I think if Sarah wins, she it's a closer vote, but Sarah still wins and stuff. Yeah. She just really had to play the perfect game and be the author of her own story. And she didn't do it. She played too conservative and she did so many, so many great things. And, you know, in an underwood underwood type season, she wins. But because this is winner's award, you cannot play conservative. You have to go all in like a lot of the players did before to use the poker analogy and stuff. And she just didn't do it. And so yeah. that's the difference. She got more votes than I expected. But Rob was right. She had to take the bull by the horns and do it herself. Yeah, if you go on, uh, if you go on social media, uh, like obviously you can see as fans, like Edge of Extinction is not the most popular thing in the world, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people out there who think once you're voted out of the game, that should be it. You know, like that's that should be the end of, of Survivor purists, right? And that's not the reality of the game. The game, the reality of the game is that this like chance exists to get back in there, but still there are people out there who were going to, regardless of that, hold the opinion like, okay, Natalie's voted out. She doesn't deserve to win. So I think that's why you have to play that perfect game uh, because you do have a lot that's going against you. And I mean, not just, uh, you know, obviously she should have done the fight. Like she made almost like a double mistake at the fire making challenge. I would want to I want to say, because she should have done it herself and take out Tony. Otherwise it should have been Michelle versus Tony. I, I actually, think Absolutely. Has, I actually think she's got a better shot. If Tony and Sarah are there splitting the votes, than exactly Tony and Michelle with Michelle getting none. And um, Michelle, what we saw, Michelle might've won too. And if Michelle wins, maybe that buys her like a vote or two and stuff, but like, she wasn't going to win the game. You just let, Tony just have this huge moment that everyone was just on the edge of their seat and everything. And it just locked it up. Yeah. But you're, you're totally right. And I, I want to say even at final five, I think Natalie has an option here. The, when she plays her idol, uh, she, played the she idol plays it too, for yeah. herself, you know, it's fine, you know, protect yourself. But, uh, Natalie protected herself twice, uh, at times where she probably would have been better off trying to make a move, trying to make a statement. Uh, she played it very safe to get to the end and that got her to the end. But I feel like she just didn't. Uh, absolutely respectable game. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was not. Yeah, she a went on game. a great run. Yeah. But it, yeah, she just she played for second instead of playing to win. You play to win the game, as Herm Edwards says. Yeah. Um. What What do you think about those four voters there? Uh, the Natalie votes were Parvati, Tyson, Jeremy, and Ethan. Now, Jeremy makes a lot of sense, right? Jeremy makes a lot uh, of sense. And then seeing uh, an interview that. Uh, Natalie had about Tyson. Mm-hmm. They're much closer than I expected. So that doesn't surprise me if Harvey doesn't really like when I first saw the votes that how close it was, I was a little surprised. But then when you see who voted for who and you see uh, the amount and everything, I wasn't as surprised as I initially was. So that all made sense. And especially when you're spending so much time with these people uh, mm-hmm. on Edge of Extinction. Yeah, it seemed like uh, Harvey and Natalie were almost like partners in crime out there. You know, they had some they had some adventures together and shared some secrets together. So that's not a surprise. And, you know, obviously she gave an idol to Tyson. Uh, not mm-hmm. that that idol is the reason. That's just kind of like the reason why she gave him the idol is partially because they are so close outside the game. Um, and uh, Ethan, I, I, I feel like Ethan makes a lot of sense, too, um, just because uh, one of those like didn't get shown on the show moments uh, involved in, in that log challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently one of the rules in that challenge was if Ethan or one of the other contestants could not complete that challenge, then one of the other people who already completed it could 
basically steal their fire token by like doing one more log, something along those lines, right? Um, and Natalie was really well set up, and she could have just taken that extra fire token, but instead of that, uh, she and, and really everybody on the island and, and uh, had that really emotional moment with Ethan where they all walked up to the top of the mountain together. Right. Uh, and if that doesn't buy a jury vote, what does, man? Exactly. That's such a bonding experience. Yeah. They were bonded by that. And so, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. In the end, I thought Michelle would actually get like a vote or two. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised she didn't. But, you know, at first I was like, Tony should win unanimously. Then I took a step back and thought about it. And, you know, 12 to 4 makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, apparently I was I've been reading a lot of these uh, post show interviews. Uh, Dalton Ross over at Entertainment Weekly has some, some fantastic stuff. Um, yep. uh, and, and in Michelle's uh, exit interview, uh, she as well was very surprised that she did not get some <laughs> votes. Uh, she uh, thought that was, she was in the running uh, for several uh, people, uh, including uh, Adam, Nick, Danny and uh, Wendell. If you uh, Wendell does not, I was a little surprised that Wendell did not vote Michelle. That is not a that is not a good sign for uh, future kicking it opportunities. It is not, but I I wasn't that surprised by Wendell because he just seems like a guy. He's not a bitter Jerry guy. He respects yeah. solid gameplay, and I just think that makes sense with Tony for how well he played. Oh yeah, uh, Wendell is all over the Tony Goat gan- bandwagon. You know he is. Yep. He he is. He wrote he is it on his yes, on his parchment did. and everything. That is yep. exactly right. Yeah. I mean, um, he is the goat. So. I it's it's hard to it's hard to uh, dispute that after this particular performance, 19 winners, uh, he should be gone. He's not gone. Zero. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. But zero votes is what really is just crazy because he was such a huge target the last time he played. And a few people did have some whispers here and there about like there were a few moments like, uh, you know, Sandra at one point wanted to take Tony out. But like it never really happened. Like just the plans never worked out because Tony always had so many people on his side. Yeah. And one of my signs of just a player who's completely controlling the game is when you start getting into that merge and everyone knows that he's playing a great game. It's been said to them and he still wasn't even really brought up when he was vulnerable. I think that's where you really elevate to becoming just it's this is an, a great game that this guy's playing okay i've got uh one more question before we wrap it up with this uh final tribal council three person thing here and that's michelle i feel like i've got to talk about michelle for a little bit um we've talked about why tony won we talked about why natalie lost why did michelle lose here and was there something where could she what could she have done differently to have actually won this game because i gotta tell you like i don't hate her story like, she's got a good story. It was really reminiscent of the season she won, where she just kind of hangs around, hangs around, and then goes on this hot streak towards the end. Mm-hmm. And it was really reminiscent because she won the same immunity challenge that she did and kicked it down the same way and stuff. Which I th- I just think her everything before her real hot streak and when she really started playing from the bottom and turned it on just hurt her. I think obviously playing against someone who just played a magnificent game in Tony hurts, but she was just outside of the vote so much. And I know that that's a good story in a lot of seasons that would work. But for this one, she just went up against somebody who was just way, just played a much stronger game. So her being left out of the vote and just, you know, we had so many, we could make like a montage of like her saying, I have no idea what's going on. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. And I just, it's, it's a struggle to give her the win over somebody who dictated almost the entire game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle had a really tough path to the end from the start. Uh, you know, her 
you know, her first vote, she was blindsided. That did not go that she was part of the uh, the Natalie, Jeremy, uh, Michelle trio that got blindsided at the first ever vote. Um, but I feel like as things progressed in the game, uh, things things really started to improve for her. I feel like peak Michelle is like pre-merge, immediate post-merge Michelle. Uh, these are the, like when she is uh, when she gets on that uh, tribe swap tribe, uh, she should be gone. Like she should be gone, uh, but she she survives. Uh, fortunate enough that Wendell is on the tribe with her, but she she still was able to manage that very tricky scenario where she was down in the numbers and then she gets to the merge and it seems like she's starting to build these relationships with uh, a lot of the women on the tribe uh but i I feel like where all falls apart are these votes where uh, where tony is winning uh immunity and uh where kim or uh um, kim's kim's when kim spradlin goes home it really is all over for her like that's just like she kind of gets boxed into the corner uh, and even when Sophie goes home, that's like the start of like, because she has something going with Sophie or at least a relationship with her. And if it's just if they could start getting out, then, if not Tony or Nick, if Nick goes away. Exactly. Yeah. If Jeremy, even if Jeremy does go home a little bit sooner, things could have changed so much for Michelle. And she really does have some opportunity and some agency to do something. And she doesn't, and she comes on strong at the end. She gets some clutch immunity wins, but it's it's just not enough. Um, I, I feel like she, uh, I think there's a really good argument to be made that Michelle deserves second place, um, that she should have gotten Absolutely. some points here. Um, that's surprising that she didn't, you know, not to take anything away from Natalie and what she did. Um, but it does feel surprising that Michelle got zero votes. Um, you know. I do want to say for Michelle, mm-hmm. she completely, for I think for a lot of people, at least, you know, I, I I always thought she played a pretty good game the season she won, but I thought she is just she was really really great, and I think she deserves to be mentioned like all time great Survivor player. She in her two seasons she's never been voted out. Like oh, she sure. is a really really good player, and she is clutch when she needs to turn it on. Like when she was backs against the wall on that tribe swap, she survived, and then you know she survived at the end when she kept getting the target on her. But like you said, once. Once Sophie was blindsided, that was the difference because that's when Tony really stepped it up and that's when Michelle kind of took a step back. Yeah. Yeah, that's when that's really when things started switching. Okay. Uh so we have uh we we I feel like we we covered this final final tribal here, uh, but we got we have got uh so much more to talk about. I want to talk about the the final six. There's a crazy vote at the final six, that that fire making challenge, uh and the decision to put Tony and Sarah together. Let's talk about that, Lance, and let's talk about all of it right after this. On May twenty-third. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. All right, Lance. So, uh, so we're back, and uh, I, I want to talk to you uh, as promised about uh, some of these, uh, some of these competitions, and some of these challenges, and some of these really fascinating votes that happen on our way to the finale. Um, and and really, there are some uh, 
really big moments that that decide the uh, the fate of the game here. Um, why don't we uh, why don't we start here at the, the let's let's start at the final six here um, because I think that's really one of the most fascinating votes here. Uh, this is the this is where uh, Michelle wins immunity in that incredible that, that the giant survivor. I want to go on a survivor water slide, Lance. That looked that looked awesome. That looks so awesome, and it's like clean water too. It's not like dirty, like brown, weird. It it just looked great. It looked great. I would have been like Ben. I would have just started jumping in there. I don't care if it's head first, feet first. I would have just gone into it. Yeah, they looked like they were having a lot of fun. And again, kudos to Michelle for just being a beast on that puzzle. That was everyone was struggling with it. She shows up and it just is like done in a second. You know you're good when every single person is looking over to you and trying to copy you. And I don't know what it is about her. Maybe it's like her uh, her past career. She can just kind of see that kind of thing. But like, it's unbelievable how really just amazing she is at that single puzzle. Yeah. Well, this was the second time that she's done this puzzle. She had one. She this got puzzle it. Before, she got but... it in the, like it was. It clicked for her in her original season too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just gets it. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's 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 always fantastic. Whenever people are just there, like it's a good strategy for a little bit. But we've already said it; like you can't win just by copying. At some point, you got to do it on your own. And exactly, they were just so outmatched by her. It was it was uh, it was fantastic. Um, so uh, so Michelle saves herself at the final six with that clutch win, uh, and of course Natalie goes back into the game with an idol. And that's a really fun moment when Natalie and Michelle uh, come together and uh, can confirm that, yes, we can work together uh, and that there was, no, Michelle there was, is not with those guys. There were so many points where – and this is just really good editing where it's yeah. like, oh, my God, Michelle or Natalie is really going to win this because they kept uh, – Michelle just kept even getting bones thrown towards her. Like Nick yeah. just coming up to her in the last episode. Like anytime she really needed something, it was like a survivor god like – shine down on her and stuff and so you get the like this momentum and you're like oh no what's gonna happen yeah yeah and without uh you know with uh without having someone to save her she does a great job here at saving herself um and uh and like we like we said uh the only person who suspects that there may be a problem with this vote is tony uh tony wants to do a vote split here and Tony wants to put a couple votes on Denise just in case, just in case there's an idol out there. And it makes sense because Chris Underwood, when he came back in the game, he was able to make an idol happen. Like, that's part of why he won. So it's and there are tokens in the mix and there's plenty of reason to suspect that she might have one. But amazingly, Ben and Sarah just shut him down so hard and they don't want to turn on Denise at all. I I couldn't believe it. I in my notes in all caps I wrote Tony is smart everyone else is dumb because it <laughs> it was ridiculous yeah. and it's just if you just think of Tony's idea it's absolutely brilliant you like you have this idol you Denise you know it sucks for her but you make sure she goes home you save your idol for the last time it can be played especially because Tony knows that Natalie has that idol like yeah, yeah take out somebody on your own alliance and just make sure you get to that final four if you're Tony or if you're Sarah and stuff. And it was just, obviously we have the information, but it's just, it's so frustrating to see these people like, no, no, no. And we see it almost every season when everyone's like, oh, do you think they have an idol? It's like, there's no way they have an idol. And it's like, come on. Yeah, it would have been, uh, I mean, aside from maybe alienating Denise a little bit, uh, you know, at a time where, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it could come back to haunt you, who knows, but 
you know, it's I, I don't know that that's a huge worry here more than staying in the game, right? Like that should yeah, be your and, number one priority. And, and Denise and Ben just kind of were happy to be there at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I don't like it's it's just it's just amazing where um like to, Tony if he just pulls in Sarah or he just pulls in Ben, he just needs one person to go along with him. That's that's it. But I just there Denise and Ben are or uh, pardon me, uh, Sarah and Ben are just so in on this like this like I love you, I would take a bullet for you, I would die for you, I would give up two yeah, million dollars. Some mushy is terrible. Where Tony is also um, he's in a very similar mindset, but at the same time, Tony always understand that there's a game going on. Like I love Denise, I would never want to do, I would never want to betray Denise in a million years. But hey, listen, she's gonna play an idol, so we got to do something. Like it's yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that you have this strong alliance and stuff, but this is what you have to do, and you have to. It's Survivor, you have to survive, and so. It was so frustrating, and like Tony just has a beat on the game. Like this is where you're like, is it rigged? Because Tony just is so smart about it, and I thought it was really interesting that Tony could really rally the troops whenever he wanted this season. And this was the one time he couldn't do it, and if and it almost was disaster for Sarah. Yeah, um, and I want to talk. I want to talk now about the, this vote, but from the. Michelle and Natalie side, because I think from that side, it's very fascinating, too, uh, because they basically have their choice of four people to go after. Uh, They know Tony has an idol like that's what they know for sure. But aside from that, there's uh, there's maybe some information like maybe Sarah has one. I've read that that Tony kind of like made up like this fake idol to try to make it seem like Sarah was protected. Mm. Um, uh, But they choose to go after Ben. That's their that's their target here. Ben's their target. Uh, uh, so the first question for you is, was that the right target here? Should they have gone after Ben? Yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty smart move just because, like, I understand, uh, especially not forcing the tie and stuff, mm-hmm. but I thought, that, I mean, to try to jump into their heads, I thought that they think that Sarah was the most likely to flip like Denise just kind of felt like the soldier in line. She was just going to do whatever everybody said. And Sarah, especially after that speech that, that she was making to the jury, maybe they just thought, Hey, we can flip this flipper. And they kind of did, even though it was more Ben getting her to flip and stuff. So they kind of made the right calculated choice, but I thought it was really interesting that they identified from my thinking, they identified Sarah as the person who would flip rather than Denise. And yeah. Ben obviously wasn't going to flip either. Yeah, I, I think that I think that does make some sense there. Uh, you know, Natalie does say uh, after this vote that the only one she thinks is going to flip might be Sarah, or, or could potentially flip, right? Um, and even we get a we get a quote from uh, Sarah when they're talking about the idol that Sarah feels close enough to Natalie that if Natalie had the idol, Sarah was convinced that Natalie would have told her, um, which I thought was very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now uh, the second part of this vote, however is okay so denise has uh, so it's it's either denise or sarah that's the new vote um and then they go both for denise everybody uh goes for denise i I just thought that i thought that was interesting i would have loved to have seen the fire uh i would have too uh, for fire there um but i think we've I, i think we i think we did a great job of explaining why it was you know sarah 
uh, or why was Denise in that moment? Not that goes to the uh, to. Well, I guess it's not Edge anymore. I guess they just go to Ponderosa. They're just out of the game. Uh, yep. Rather than Sarah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, maybe they just also thought like, all right, Denise is the queen slayer. So if she gets by, she has a real legitimate shot at winning. But yeah, it had to be the flipping. It's the only thing that really logically makes sense. I'm very curious about that to find out what everybody's opinion on Denise would, uh, would have been and how Denise would have done. Because uh, I, I feel like it really could have gone either way. And we don't get a lot of information in the edit, I feel like, because she doesn't go all the way. So yeah. it, it could really... But she, people like, have respect. For, like She got the moniker Queen Slayer and stuff. And that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the biggest move of the season, you got to think. So she had, a, she had a shot, if she depending on who she went against and stuff. So maybe that just plays in the back of their mind, too. Yeah. Uh, the one other big thing that happens here at the final six, and it's definitely worth talking about, is uh, is, is Sarah and this uh, the conversation about gender. Lacina. Yeah, yeah. I should correct. Pardon me. Let's let's correct myself. Lacina, um, where uh, where where she explains when a guy lies, cheats, and steals, he's a stud. Um, and uh, it's it's very interesting here uh, that the the information that she gets from the Edge of Extinction and from Natalie is that Tony's running the show, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. shouldn't shouldn't come as any surprise to uh, us viewers because that's the best argument to make, and of course he is. Um, and Sarah seems to realize that that is the perception, but that is not her reality and that's not really the the way the situation is going because it, it seems like sarah is viewing this almost as like a a dominic and wendell situation right yeah they're, they're like partners in this and the jury uh certain people on the jury perhaps um i i know boston rob got called out for this um but um just really seemed to think that she like she just really didn't have that kind of agency in the game and i loved that she she came out and she addressed it head on um and she even got jeff to to stand up and say like hey yeah i i stink i'm the worst i I do too (laughs) i i mean it was it was really cool to see her do that and you could tell like she's making her play for the win right there and stuff oh yeah and uh, I thought it was interesting that that was her play rather than turn on Tony, too. So it's like, I'm not going to turn on him, but maybe if I make my play to the jury and everything, which I thought was really cool. And, you know, props to Probst for, you know, admitting that stuff. He didn't have to do that. So good for him. I did think that it was a little weird that he then goes and asks the guys, like, immediately I, after. Right? Do you, I'm glad you noticed that, too. Because that was weird. Right, because we're talking about gender bias, and the immediate <laughs> yep. thing to do is to go ask the guys on the tribe what, like, and not just, not just, he goes to Tony, and then he goes to Ben. <laughs> it's just what's the... And the, the Tony thing was very Tony, but the Ben, th- I did not like the Ben answer. It's just, like, any single time, like, a, like, a congressman says something, or, like, you know, somebody who... Ob- has like some kind of sexism towards them says so like as the son of a mother yes. or as somebody who knows a woman you know i was like are you kidding me like anybody who starts like a sentence like that is just like it's almost saying like with all due respect like you just can't really take what they're saying after that yeah. so i thought that was for something that was so empowering in the beginning to then kind of get taken down by that was a little tough yeah we did uh we did see it uh we did see it in season 39 the as a son mm-hmm. of a mother and yep. uh, we got we got very close, very close with uh, with Ben, um, but uh, but very badass move, badass move by Lacina here. 
Um, Absolutely. Even, even and though, to, to call even her, though again, that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take, of course. Yeah. I mean, that takes a. I mean, it didn't take with you either. So it's, it takes some time and stuff. But uh, That's right. I thought it was cool that uh, she asked for that and that, you know, maybe he'll start. And for him to notice that, that he's yeah. like, oh, I was saying these, these like mainly guys' last names. Like Wentworth, he went with that, but it was very rare. So I thought that was cool. Wigglesworth. So yeah. I'm hoping, you know, in the future, maybe that like Propes will actually learn from this and go forward with that, which I, I have no reason to think he wouldn't. No, I, I hope so too. And, you know, joke, joking around here, but, you know, Jeff's heart is in a good place. You know, Absolutely. Even if, you know, Jeff may be, you know, he is, uh, well, he is not a senior citizen. Jeff is an older gentleman with some older ideals, ideas about masculinity. Um, and it's good to see that they, that Jeff is evolving as all of America is, um, one hopes. Anyway, it's a new world. It, it, it is. It's a new world, and we are all locked inside. Um, okay. Um, Should we talk about how I was right, though? We were talking on the Slack. Oh, yes. I was like, please. All, all three let's please talk about you played. being right. <laughs> I was like, all three idols are going to be played, and I was right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, actually, mo- that was actually very fun. Uh, Lance and I uh, watched the uh, episode together, but separately last night. Uh, something we don't normally do. Yeah, and you know, not just that I was right. More importantly, Tony was right. You know, Natalie had that idol, and I mean, after the the tribal, he was like, "You got to listen to me." And like, that's how I would have done it. Too. I, <laughs> I would have been so frustrated because he, it, his, it was really like his only misstep of the entire season was burning his idol at that play. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was, and, and I mean, it's a misstep, maybe. Uh, but you know, it, hey, keep yourself safe there. And Not the end of the world. I, I, I don't blame like, him at all for doing that. Yeah. And you know what? Like, if he doesn't play it and Ben does, all of a sudden there are three people and he's in the yeah. mix for the revote. And he probably and goes home. Maybe he does. Like, I wouldn't want to be a part of that revote. Like, that's a that's a mess. I just I'm better off yeah. just playing the idol and stepping out of it. If four four people are immune, like it's yeah. It was a legit shocking moment though to see. Denise get all four votes in that because I thought I was going to go to a tie and like that yeah. edit of just making Sarah look pretty clueless about everything. I was like, all right, Sarah's going home. So that was, they threw me off on that one. I did think Sarah was in trouble here a few times, uh, especially when Sarah, Sarah kind of got like for a moment, she was getting like the, the, the glowing, like RuPaul, like here's how I have changed and evolved as a person speech that mm-hmm. you often get right before they go home. It's like, oh, talk about like your, your the the pain that you have inside, and then they get they get all of it out because they don't want to like get rid of them without having those moments on camera. Yeah, it's like gone. when you're watching Game of Thrones yeah. and someone tells you their whole like backstory. It's like, yeah. oh, they're dead. Yeah, uh, but fortunately she survives. Fortunately she, yeah. she she does survive here. Uh, Denise goes home. Um, things are uh, things are things. Uh, let's talk about the final five now. Uh, completely different vote. A uh, completely different thing to just drop your jaw at here. Uh, so uh, Natalie finds an idol, which is incredible. Uh, Tony almost burns down the entire island looking for one. <laughs> I was really I, worried about that. Another just like, okay, Tony didn't find the idol, which is kind of crazy. Ben didn't either, yeah. which is nuts. But I love that, one, Tony just never sleeps. And two, he has like – he makes his own little fire kit and then goes out there and does that like every night. It's – the guy just deserves the the money, like to work that hard and stuff. And that's just such a brilliant idea. Oh, it's so smart. And not just like we've seen people go out in the dark before and look like that's that was Ben's MO, right? Um, yep. But 
I, I it's having this shell with the embers and like the that's like next level. That's just brilliant. That's dangerous but brilliant, which is it's Tony to a T. Exactly. That I can't think of anything that describes him better. <laughs> so um so the uh the really though the amazing thing isn't so much that Natalie gets the idol and that um that uh that that she is safe here, but I think the really amazing thing is that after Tony wins immunity, which is, by the way, huge for him, uh, Ben really just seems to give up his game for Sarah. Ben absolutely I, and totally surrenders his game for Lucina. Pardon me, for Lucina. Lucina, yeah, it's crazy. So on the immunity challenge, it felt like Ben's to lose. It just that was like something he and he was so close too. It was yeah. kind of funny to see Ben and Tony both thought they won. It was like the the Nick Young meme where he shoots and he thinks he's made it and he didn't. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Tony with just an amazing clutch performance and stuff. But for Ben to just give up when you're this close, like I get having friendships and stuff, but $2 million, I I couldn't believe it. And, you know, you're not guaranteeing Lucina the win either. This is right. like, this is so Final huge. Five. And like, I, I get that Ben wasn't going to win the game. He might have realized that too, but making that final three is a pretty good payday as second or third place, you know, like, it was just, I couldn't believe it. It was, honestly, it kind of tainted a lot of what I thought about Ben. Like, I thought it was a really nice gesture and stuff, but I'm not here for nice gestures. I want to see people play the game and to, to quit and to give up. Like, if TJ from the challenge was there, just, oh my God, what, what would he have done, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so, uh, so in this moment, like, it is, it is, it's so incredible because uh, you, we're talking about the immunity challenge and in the immunity challenge, it looks like Ben's in it to win it. Like it, yeah, like yeah. it looks like he is still in the game at that point. Would and he then, have pulled an Eric and given up his immunity to Sarah at that point if he did win? I don't think. I don't think so. I don't though. think so. He, goes, think, he takes yeah. that Tony. Yeah, I, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's. He's gonna stay in the game if he wins the immunity there. Um, and this really emotional moment that he has with with Lucina. Um, where he he's willing to lay down his game. So there was a little bit more insight um, in his uh, his exit interview with Dalton Ross. And like in the moment, like I couldn't believe it. And like it just it just seemed like inexplicable that this thing would they they have like this cult like relationship where he's just willing to fall on the sword. Um, but uh, he explained to Dalton Ross that his his motivation is that. He had heard from Natalie that he was not very well liked on the edge, and he had noted himself in like one of the previous challenges um, that he is not getting advantages from the edge, uh, and yep, that, yep. that people don't seem to like him, and that he he gets the advantage disadvantage played against him, and he knows he's not a popular guy, and he's sitting there at the final five, and apparently he realizes that. I am not going to win this game. Like there is no way, like there is just no combination here where I can win the game and stay loyal to the people that I want to stay loyal to that I formed these really strong bonds with. And he specifically said, and I quote, I really didn't want to go and get crucified. Like he didn't want to go to the final three and just have the jury dunk on him for like three hours and tell him what a crappy game he played. You know, dude, that, that that's so tough to hear because he, had such an emotional experience last time and then this time and stuff too. And just like the mental, the mental, like the fatigue that he has mentally and what yeah. it does to his body and to himself and everything. I can, I can understand that. That's crazy that, that he 
was that vulnerable and that it would hurt him that much that he would forego that. But that, yeah, that's a, that's a lot to take in. So, I mean, if that's a, a mental thing for him and a personal thing, I can't blame him at all. Like you do whatever makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's a mental health move. And, you know, I, I gotta say like one thing that I would not want to look forward to on survivor is being that third place person who just gets destroyed at, at, at the final trial. Yeah. Like that, that has got to be tough. And it really seems like he has, you know, we were talking about the, you know, these survivor stories wrapping up, like this is how he wanted to wrap up his survivor story. He wanted to go out and on, you know, on his own terms and do it to, you know, maybe help a friend and, you know, avoid having to deal with this, awful final tribal and just this is he made peace with it and you know i listen i i i respect that now and yeah you know, kudos, good for him. Kudos to him yeah and for lacina it's a no-brainer move it guarantees you into that final four it's a big move on your resume i just think it makes a lot especially when she was vulnerable so it's tough but in a zero-sum kind of game like this you gotta take him out and she did the right move yeah yeah um Okay, so let's let's talk uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the, the final four. Uh, obviously, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of strategy once final five comes and goes. Uh, it's it's really about the uh, the final immunity challenge here, which is a um, as Jeff explains, an all encompassing challenge of the human spirit, uh, <laughs> which which just is uh, one hand tied behind your back, putting balls in a contraption. That is the all-encompassing challenge of the human spirit. Uh, uh, to go back to Ben real quick, this would have yeah. been a great challenge for Ben. I thought it would Ben have would been. have done really well in this one. Yeah, it would have been. Um, and it uh, it comes down to, to Natalie and, uh, and and Michelle. And uh, Natalie wins it here uh, again, keeping herself Nat- safe uh, at all three tri- at all three tribal councils. Natalie should be should have been a goalie, like in a, maybe a previous life or something she had so many saves there were so many times where it's like all right this for anybody else it falls and she just had she just caught it and i was i was surprised and then the way they were saying i was like oh michelle's gonna end up dropping and boom it happened it was very very impressive there were just so many super quick saves that did not look like they were going to be saves um she she did she did fantastic there um so the big question obviously so natalie wins and she's got some choices here to make. And the choice that she makes is to put Tony and Lucina together in that final to build fire. And I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but I feel like this is the worst possible decision that she could have pop, that she could have made here. Yeah, absolutely. It's not even close. It's the worst. I mean, maybe decision. maybe like, Michelle versus Sarah is the worst. Like that is the that is legitimately the worst idea. But yeah. aside from that one, this is the worst. Yeah, it's it's bad, and you know, I don't really know what was going through her head with that stuff. Like, especially because she even like outlined it before. Like, this is why I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then she does it and stuff. And so when that happened, I was just like, all right, the winner of this wins it all. Right. That's right. pretty much what it came down to. Right. She she plays it so safe here. And that is not a way that she sh- she should not be playing it safe here. Um, in fact, uh, even if even if it's not uh, Tony, like even if she doesn't want to do it herself, and I can understand if she is convinced that she will not win this. By the way, mm-hmm. you spent 
30 some days on edge of extinction how is this not the thing that you know how to do like it should be a reflex right how can you not like you've got nothing else to do there like figure it out i i just yeah i don't get that another Another thing I didn't understand is this might just have been the edit, but you have pretty yeah. much Michelle just flexing on Tony, like, "Oh, just made another fire." Oh, Michelle was this. great, and Tony's just straight up psyched out by it and everything. Yeah, put Michelle in there. Like we talked about this earlier, but if Michelle wins, she probably doesn't win the game, and if she takes out Tony, it buys her like a vote or two. But like that would have made Natalie at least a contender a much yeah. bigger contender and a real chance to win. But yeah, she just picked the wrong, wrong thing. And it, it's something she's probably going to have to live with for a while. Kind of like how Wendell is going to have to live with not sinking that second ball. Natalie's <laughs> going to have to live with this decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, a look behind the survivor brothers curtain. Uh, so every week I, 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 before we do the podcast, I watch the show for a second time, usually a third time, but like, this is a three hour episode. So it's only uh-huh. a few times I can watch it. Right. So the third time's tonight. I will definitely be watching it again. Yes. Um, but when I watch it the, on my rewatch, I always like her on the lookout for like these really great, just like screen capture moments. Cause I've got to like, I got to put like a picture on the TV guide article. Right. Uh-huh, so you're yeah. looking for, looking for a moment. And I only wrote down a handful of moments. Like where it's just like a great, like, like fraction of a second moment, but all those moments where Tony is watching Michelle make fire. Like, yeah. It's just incredible. Like it's so great. Like the just the emotions of Tony's face. Like he is not okay. He is he is very nervous about this situation. No, I thought it was awesome. And Michelle yeah. could tell that he was psyched out too. And she's just like, I'm the Michael Jordan of making fire right now. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and sh- and I guess Tony was like Clyde Drexler or something at that point. Yeah. So uh, so I guess the uh, the behind the uh, the behind the scenes uh, or the uh, was not shown on TV bits of the final four uh, that we've heard from, uh, you know, both the Sarah and Natalie and their pardon me, Lucina and Natalie and their after the see, I, maybe I should, it is tough. It is tough. to. It is to tough. It, I've, yeah. I've nailed it so far, but I'll screw it up now. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's because I I called her Sarah for so long that now I've got to shift Same here. Over and, and all my notes say Sarah. So I'm like. I actually have some my notes where I've written Sarah and then crossed it out and wrote Lucina over top of it. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, what, the, what the hell is he even talking about, Lance? I don't even... <laughs> even more pulling back behind the curtain, you know? I don't uh, know. One other facial reaction I thought was good. I know yeah. we were kind of talking about facial reactions, but when Sarah turned on Ben and you get the ooh from Tony, that was a oh, good Oh, yeah, that was too. good. That was, I think that was uh, Tony's only blind side of the season, real blind side of the yep. season. Uh, yep. where, where he, he just did not, uh, he did not expect that to come down. Uh, no, what I was trying to, what I was trying to say before I, uh, I got screwed up in my head was that, uh, uh in the, uh, in the post-game interviews, um, uh, Lucina, uh, was telling Dalton Ross that she had actually put in a lot of effort to convince, uh, Natalie that she was, her head was in the game, that she was ready to make fire against Tony, that she was doing it, that Tony was nervous, that she was ready to go. And at the same time, Michelle was crying and like Michelle was just like Uh. Natalie was uh, and and Natalie says this herself in like her like obviously she regrets the decision now. But Natalie says that in the moment, like she was worried that Michelle's head wasn't in the game and that the best the best person to take out Tony was going to be Lucina. And that is how that happened. That's interesting. And, you know, it's one thing to just make fire when there's no pressure or anything, but when those lights are on and everyone's staring at you, it's a lot different. So maybe she just, like you said, maybe she just didn't think Michelle was in the right 
headspace for that. And, you know, maybe Tony was doing the whole juke out thing too, where it's like, Oh, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win. And then he did a pretty, I mean, obviously the fire making challenge was amazing and they both did a good job. Let's yeah, let's talk about that for a second because that was the highlight of the episode. That was the one of the best fire making challenges I've ever seen. If I think the, it's my it's the best I've seen. It's exactly what Probst wanted when they instituted this thing. And it was just it the drama was so crazy and you know, the comeback and everything. And it had to have been like the strongest rope they've ever used because it felt like Sarah's flame was on that rope for so long. Uh, the rope it was, was like glowing crazy. from it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I uh, I straight up jumped out of my seat when when Tony won. I fist pumped. I yelled, "Yeah!" Like that was intense. It was one of the great moments in you know my Survivor watching history. Just just the drama behind that was so good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was it once once Sarah's uh, Sarah's fire was just like just it's so intense. Like I thought she had it. I thought she had it. And the moment it started to fade, I was like. Oh no, Tony's gonna win! Like the moment yeah. that thing, because it just feel it just felt like you know she just put all she had into that one. Like she was putting so much of that coconut husk on there. She and put all stuff, the husk on once it started dying down. I was just like, oh my god, that's stuff broken stuff. It and... burns, but you don't. Once it's gone, you're yeah. you're screwed if you don't have any, right? It's just it's just crazy that she could have that fire that was you know a couple inches above the rope and just seconds later or whatever it's just gone and it's just like all the way down it's it was intense yep uh one one more time if you're going to be on survivor practice making fire it's 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 not going away uh as we've learned there are even more scenarios in which you may be forced to make fire we almost got it twice we did we did yeah, but uh, that is sage advice fox yeah you should learn to make a fire if you're gonna go on survival. slide puzzles fire and knots like what yes. else are you doing in your life you got nothing going on right now just make some knots do it right now untie them learn how to do it all right yeah okay uh so lance uh we are uh we are nearing the end of our usual uh our usual uh hour-long uh show here but i feel like we got to go a little bit longer because there's there's more to talk about i want to talk about uh the, the return challenge, but really just wrapping up the uh, the Survivor season and the stories of these fantastic people who spent the entire Winners at War uh, season with us. And I'm also curious as to whether or not you learned anything, uh, or if we're even going to do that anymore. Who, who knows? Uh, let's let's figure it all out, Lance, and let's figure it out right after this. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever, and this time it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Okay, Lance, uh, one more time in Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. Uh, we are back. Uh, can you believe it? That's like that's like almost the last break of the commercial break of the season. We've come. I'm getting far. a little. I'm getting a little emotional over here. <laughs> Hopefully, we have a 10 minute montage like the last uh, episode. It it's just a, recaps our entire season. It's a 10 minute uh, recap, but it's just a 10 minute recap of the commercials we've had from the season. Uh, and it's hey, really just me. As long as we get that money, it's really just me setting 40 ads to play at the end of this thing at one time. I don't think the <laughs> I don't think the software will let me do it, but if. <laughs> And people would hate me for doing. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's let's talk more about Survivor, uh, Lance. Um, Great idea. Yeah, let's let's do it um, because I, I want to talk about that. Just let's talk about the return challenge just for a, a quick moment. Uh, but really, I want to talk about the uh, the survivors who don't win 
the return challenge and, and wrap up their stories. But the uh, the challenge itself, uh, I, I Natalie almost blew it. Natalie almost blew it. She should have blown it like three different times. This is why we've talked about this in previous episodes. This is why it's an unfair advantage for her to be the first person out and just get all those advantages and stuff. Like she should have been out of it in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was incredible yeah. is just Rob didn't have any advantages and he was right in it. Yeah. That guy is just incredible. And yeah. then Wendell, even without all that help, should have won. So I was a little disappointed. Uh, CBS did kind of spoil it because in the preview for this season, we kind of see Natalie in there. So I wasn't as, mm. uh, it was a little anticlimactic for me, but you know, good for her. She, she did what she had to do. And with the rules of the game, she earned her way back in and it was, she almost won the damn thing. Yeah. Sh- a shout out to Wendell, by the way, who did a fantastic job in that challenge. Um, yeah. He, and- he really like for, from when he was voted out, like you really saw his athleticism, like especially on edge of extinction and stuff, you're seeing his athleticism a lot and that really helped him out. And it almost got him back in the game. Yeah, I think there were some survivors who were maybe uh, checked out after they reached Edge of Extinction and some who were not. And he fits in that some who were not category, you know, like I I feel like there were there are some people I would be surprised if they won their way back in the game. Um, But, uh, I, you know, I I got to say, as great and as strong as he looked uh, in that challenge, I am so glad he didn't win it. I just. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, the edit of the season would have been 100% completely different. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we would have gotten some payoff to the whole Michelle and kicking it thing. Um, that that that. It would have been interesting unresolved. to see them campaign against each other, though. It would have. It would have. Um, but uh, but but honestly, I I think we've got the most entertaining uh, bang for our buck with Natalie winning uh, and coming back in the game. Yeah. Oh hi, Walter. Yeah. Oh, it's oh one more time in the Survivor season. It's Walter. Hello, Walter. Um, I, I noticed that when uh, when Natalie won uh, won this challenge, uh, Jeff was just singing her praises and said specifically, "What a story!" Like Jeff is like Jeff's like giving her almost like an anchor, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was this was another you know point for Tony and point against Sarah's. They just didn't have a good read on the game. Like Tony's like, if she makes it to the end, she has a great shot of winning. And Sarah didn't think that. Yeah. And she absolutely did because of that story. Yeah. Um, speaking of, and, and speaking of stories, uh, this is, uh, we, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of stories in this part of the show uh, where basically uh, we, we wrapped up Amber's story and Rob's story and Tyson's story and, and Kim's story and then even I mean we got we got some Sophie in there we got some Ben like we just everybody uh we got a little bit about their their survivor journey um was there any ones that stuck out to you in particular Lance here Uh, I really really liked what uh what Kim said you know she just you know she had a chance of ruining her legacy which we've talked about and for her to feel at peace even though she played a sloppy game and stuff thought that was really interesting uh i loved uh boston rob and tyson's stories as well um and then amber was great too so i really you know just boston rob and amber together that was really cool and you know it's shaped so many of their lives and you know so many people have grown up with them and stuff yeah. so to see their story end is bittersweet and stuff and then i also loved poverty like she didn't want to come back and just the love for the game she didn't think she still had it and just she played with her heart. It was a different game for her, but I really, really enjoyed all of those. And 
Yeah, especially uh, Tyson, just because I love Tyson so much. Oh yeah, that I mean that Tyson. Give me Tyson anytime. That's great. Uh, I did I did write write down Cam myself because that was that was really just fantastic. Like I, like you you covered it basically the the whole thing. But I feel the same way. And on the other side of that, um, in, in kind of like the uh, recorded from home montage bit, uh, Sophie. Uh, I, I liked I liked Sophie almost like a 108 uh, complete 180 from where Kim's coming from because Kim went in with all these like high expectations of like oh she was the best winner ever like look how much that how, look how she dominated where you know Sophie I feel like came, comes in with like almost like a like okay she's not as good of a winner right like she mm-hmm. she won because coach lost and like there were like look at the disaster like she was with brand like there were just so many there were just so many uh not so people on her season where it's just like okay that that but like that she was able to like go out there and you know really prove that like what a really start like we were talking about her potentially winning this game for a good chunk of the season right up until she goes to edge of extinction um i i I I think it was fantastic. I love the Sophie story, and I yeah, love I think Sophie. I think one of my favorite subplots of this whole season is the people who really didn't feel like they were deserving, or yeah. like the public didn't feel like they were deserving them proving it, and then the people who dominated trying to cement their legacy and maybe hurting it a little bit and stuff. And then uh, I gotta add uh, Ethan's story. Ethan, oh, just yeah. amazing. So yeah, uh, he was so great to see. And then one thing that really stood out to me was even after that edge of extinction, Boston Robin Ethan looked younger than when they came on to the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned Ethan. I, I just want to, uh, I want to put it out there. Uh, I was g- going to mention it at the end of the episode. Maybe we'll mention it here. Um, but I uh, just right before the finale uh, was able to uh, sit down and talk with Ethan for a, a good chunk of time. Uh, and we talked about his survivor journey <laughs> Uh, all of that. Uh, I, I know you wanted to be there, Lance. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you couldn't make it. Um, but we are gonna we're gonna post that uh, shortly after this episode, so that everyone Good plug, can though. enjoy it. Uh, it's a fantastic interview. Uh, I mean, the things that he did to prepare himself for this game uh, are absolutely incredible. And uh, it, it answers an age-old question, Lance: Can you take weed on Survivor? Um, gotta listen to the pod to find out. So that's a tease right there. There you go. There you go. I've, uh, that is, I have had people ask me that question before. Like I would like to apply to the CBS show. Can I get high on it? Find out the answer <laughs> in the pod. <laughs> I mean, the only problem with that is the munchies though. Cause you, if you don't have food, you know, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. I, well, you gotta, you gotta be on edge of extinction with the peanut butter, you know, maybe it's, you get the, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's one token for the joint and one token for the peanut butter and you're good. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's like a million dollars per joint. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hey, Natalie could have bought fourteen of them. So, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I feel like that about. Uh, I feel like that about wraps up our season here. Our our Survivor forty finale. Um, there were a few other really small moments that I liked. Um, I, I really liked when uh, I, I forgot to mention, but I really liked that final four. When I know you're a big fan of the challenge, right, Lance? And of course. There was a there was a great TJ moment in at that final four where Natalie's talking about how much she would have loved to take on Tony, but uh, and we got the same exact we got almost like word for word the same exact thing happened on the challenge this season. 
yep. I'd love to go into the I'd love to prove myself, but but I am too scared to do it. So I am sending these two people in there instead. There's always a big but. But yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that, but that that was quintessential challenge. Like that's yeah. almost beat for beat right there. So And then and then Tony and Tony yep. Yeah, why not? Tony gives them yeah. the, why not? Like let's go. Yeah. Like what what do you I love of? that. Yeah. I love that. It's a great it's a great it's a great Tony. That's yeah. why this guy deserved to win two million dollars. Good for him. Absolutely. Good for uh him. a couple other notes that I didn't hit on. Yeah. Uh Probst, beautiful garage. Just a just an absolute <laughs> immaculate garage for a guy who doesn't have a garage. I thought it was great. And I would have loved to, you know, get like a Ponderosa ep from his garage of him building that set, you know? Like yeah. maybe get like a like a time warp kind of thing where it's a quick thing, or you know, see him like yelling at a sixteen year old son when a screw doesn't fit and he throws it against <laughs> the wall or something. That would have been great. He didn't do a bad job. That was a very attractive looking set. That that was it built looked in awesome. His garage, yeah. Um, it's the set looked great. Lighting was fantastic. Sound was garbage. So I yeah, I just uh, it just goes to show you, you got to have a good sound guy. I Shout out did to a really... Mike, our good sound guy. Hey, Mike. Hell yeah. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty smart on their part, though, to to minimize anything with Probst. Really, it's like <laughs> he had like three different parts because it's just the quality isn't there yeah. and stuff. And you have so much game and everything. So I thought it was smart to tack on that extra hour instead of giving us uh, a reunion, like an awkward reunion on Zoom and everything. Yeah, it, it was weird that all 20 players were on Zoom and we did only talk to three of them. That was weird. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were there for no good reason. I, I guess because of the we're trying to maintain this like anybody could win uh, thing at that moment. So I guess that part makes sense. But um, and if they get if they get their like an episode fee for that, then props to them. For, hey, yeah, you know. if you get a couple bucks just for showing up on a Zoom call. Uh, and uh, I guess the uh, the other thing uh, is that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna incorporate Zoom into anything, you just just make it just make it short because Zoom calls go bad all the time. Uh-huh. You don't you don't want a connection issue or just some like don't get zoom thirteen year old yeah like just, a Nazi or something. yeah like yeah some thirteen year old shouting out obscenities at you yeah just all of a sudden showing up all right so Lance uh, before we sign off here uh, all season long I've been asking you if you've learned anything and uh, if I have learned anything it's that I should probably ask you before we even start the episode whether or not you've learned anything <laughs> well because... we're doing winners and losers so you don't have to we're, ask. Are we, we're doing winners and losers okay let's do it Lance tell yeah. me Lance who are your aside from the GOAT who are your winners and losers here so uh, we'll start with the winner yeah uh, Boston Rob's questions at the jury. Okay. He he just cut through all the BS. Everything he asked, he felt like he got the season more than anybody. He felt like he was one of the viewers that, that just pretty much saw the entire edit. He was right about Natalie needing to pull need to play a perfect game, pulling an underwood if she wanted to win. And so I just thought every question he asked and everything he said just was, you know, Boston Rob. And he just cut through the BS and he, I felt like he was a big part of Tony getting more votes and stuff. I felt like he kind of simplified that vision for a lot of the jury. Yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah. Boston Rob is for sure kind of like the leader of the Tony Brigade, and that's why I really would have loved to have seen him. And maybe someone out there will be able to uh, pull this information together for us. Or hey, maybe we can do it, Lance. We're Survivor Press now, aren't we? Um, We're talent, baby. But I really want to know how things would have uh, broken down between uh, Tony and Lucina in a final. Because uh, I, I know there are some votes that Tony gets for sure, but there are votes that Lucina gets for sure, too. And I just want to know how she gets Sophie's down. vote easily. 
Ben's vote. I mean, Ben's, Ben's vote. Have, yep. uh, the game for so. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Maybe Natalie could have snuck in there. Who knows? That would have been interesting. Uh, okay, been interesting loser. And unsatisfying. Yes. Yeah. Loser. Sandra. Okay. She's no longer the only two-time winner. She quit the the season. It's just her legacy. You know, she she's still the queen. Yeah. Not taking that away from her. She's still one of the, you know, five. She's still Mount Rushmore of Survivor players and stuff. But Literally. she loses the title of the GOAT. And, you know, this season just hurt her legacy. And Tony winning hurts it even more. So I got her as a loser for this yeah yeah it's 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 one of those it's one of those things where i feel like if there has to be a two-time winner that would cause sandra the most heartburn tony would be it like i I feel like (laughs) that's like that's like strike one there but like for the majority of the season that she was in the game we we really saw a different side of Sandra that we hadn't seen on some of those other seasons where she is uh, confident a lot, but also wrong, uh, mm-hmm. confidently wrong. Um, she 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 was just so emotional this, with her decision. She was That's so emotional. Really came down to where it. she was throwing bombs at uh, throwing bombs at Rob for seemingly no good reason. I mean, maybe it was like to to make it seem like they're not as close. Maybe that's a game, part game move, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. she just was really upset with him. And, yeah. And, and her, move the Sandra, with, I know. Yeah. The Sandra, I know doesn't give up a, an immunity idol to anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. And her, the Denise thing was just a disaster because if she's thinking it through, what makes the most sense for Denise, the thing that makes the most sense for Denise is exactly what happened. Um, I don't I, I can't hold it against her too much for not wanting to for for not wanting to stick it out for the return challenge. She's don't blame her. She wasn't right. coming back. Not built for her. She knows it. We know it. She's not going to win. If you're 100 percent guaranteed of not winning, why starve yourself for another 20 some days like that makes yep. sense. Like it would have been great to have her still there. It would have been great if she is part of the jury. Completely understand and respect her not being there. But aside from that, not a great season for her overall. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay, winner for yeah. me. Or do you want to go? No, go. You keep going. All right. Winner for me. Fire-making challenge. Mm. This fire-making challenge was the best I've seen. You know, I we haven't been huge fans of this uh, twist and everything. But this really just paid off, and it was so intense. And just beyond that, like, the emotional toll that it, it took on Tony and everything. And just seeing their relationship kind of go out like that and stuff. And like talking about shooting each other and everything, and Tony's like, "You're now you want to shoot me?" I just thought the the fire making challenge was so dramatic and so intense, and it got me out of my seat and fist yeah. pumping. And that's what you want, and that's what Propes want. So that was a big win for me. This one, yeah, this one has turned out great. Um, I'm still, I personally would prefer there be a vote at four rather than a fire making mm-hmm. challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. the game is what it is, and this is what it is now. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll take what I can get here. Um, but certainly this one, uh, goes over. I I love this one. This, this one was fantastic. This, uh, obviously it was a, a close back and forth challenge. Um, it is a far cry from the, the Becky versus Sunder days of, uh, Cook Islands. I don't know if you remember that throwback, uh, challenge, but that one was not as entertaining as this one. Um, that one went a really long time, uh, just there's sure. been some bad ones especially when it gets windy out there there's been some some tough ones yeah um but yeah i i i i'm i'm glad that it was a, a very entertaining uh a very entertaining final four 
it was it was really the it was really a two million dollar challenge like we knew it going in like this is the game yeah and tony his two wins have just been by kind of crazy circumstances Wu takes him to the final Mm -hmm. and then this one he has to win the fire making challenge both times if things are a little different he could have been easily out and not even made the final yeah i i told you last night that this guy he needs to earn it like there are a few, he's got a few vulnerable spots along the way, and he 100% earned it. Um, yeah, he he had to went. go pretty much flawless to to get there, and he did. Uh, loser for me. Uh, this is my last loser. This okay. I kind of feel like a loser for bringing this up now after we heard about this. But Ben, I just think Ben giving up his game hmm. when there's no guarantee that Sarah was going to win when you're that close to the final, even yeah. though you probably weren't going to win and stuff. It's just put a sour taste in my mouth. I understand where he's coming from now uh, that he just didn't want to get dragged in the the finale and everything. But I don't think they would have done that either. I think they they might not have praised this game, but I don't think they would have just dunked on him and everything. So I, it was a tough look for me. I just don't like when people just willingly give up their game, especially when there's no guarantee that Sarah was going to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about Ben already. I have, I have made peace with my relationship with Ben, my, my fandom with Ben. I've made peace. Yeah. So I guess it gets on the loser list too, because of the, uh, the way he responded to Probst's question about, uh, respecting women and all go. that stuff too. Okay. There you go. That's a good one. Um, and then, uh, my last, losers here, so. yeah, my last winner, uh, this is going to be, it's not Tony, but it's Tony's legacy. Tony is the goat now he is the best player to have ever played in my opinion unfortunately parvati got screwed in the heroes versus villains so she's a little lower on that list and then obviously sandra hurt her legacy and stuff but tony just for a guy that the last time he played was voted out second and he played a, a nearly perfect game in his first season and then this one was just even better for him to to stack those wins and stuff it's just incredible and his legacy is now cemented he never has to come back he's he's won three million dollars through this stuff and it just proved how great he is at this game. So his legacy will live on with within Survivor. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, like, it's, you know, comparing the two two-time winners here, Tony and Sandra, I mean, obviously they play such dramatically different games. I mean, they are, they are two very opposite people. Um, but I feel like watching Tony's two seasons, and especially this one, um, just the amount of work that Tony puts in here and the sheer number of things that he does uh, to wind up on the right side of the numbers and to just make the most out of everything. Like he masters this, like he really does make a great uh, go at with the uh, the fire tokens. Like he understands the economy aspect. He gets people who he's voting out to like loan him in-game money. Um, his game is just so absolutely impressive. Um, and... I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I just I'm I'm a lot more impressed by Tony's game than I am with Sanders' game. Is he the best of all time? I, I think you're gonna have a lot of a lot of difficulty pointing out someone who's better, uh, especially after this performance here, where he's playing against 19 former winners. Every single one of them should have known his game, uh, and yet he just builds these relationships with people where people are willing to just. I mean, he, it's incredible. It's just incredible. And he I didn't get a wait to go single vote. He did not, not a single, get a vote. single vote. It's going to be a really fun rewatch to cut because, like we talked about, he started off so slow and everything. You have such big names in this, and like the pre-merge is just 
lions going at lions and everyone taking each other out and stuff. Yeah. But watching him from the Sophie blindside on is just it's like masterful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, congratulations to Tony. Congratulations to uh, congratulations to Tony, Natalie, and Michelle, and congratulations Absolutely. to everybody else on that season. Um, I, I feel if I've got to give one more winner pick here, uh, I feel like the fans are are the winners here because this was a fantastic season. Fantastic players. It is, uh, you know, I I know we're getting Survivor forty one in the fall, so Jeff says, but even if not, like this is just such a good season. That it's just like this is gonna hold me over for a while if there is no immediate survivor. Um, even if you know, it maybe maybe we'll get Survivor Kids Edition, Survivor Forty One, Survivor, uh, <laughs> Sur, Sur, Kid, Kid Nation Survivor. Just um, just wait till they do they split them up by race and the kid version. Oh boy, well it's got to do something for season fourteen, right? One, <laughs> um, uh, I will say a winner is Survivor Forty One because. Uh, there's such a long break because if we if this was a fall to spring one yep. and we just went from 40 to 41 and it's just new players and stuff that would have been hard to 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 go to because this is such high gameplay i think this long break and especially if it does get postponed a little bit because of coronavirus i think it makes it easier for survivor 41 because we're just gonna be happy it's back rather than comparing it to the previous season yeah, and I'm and I'm very excited to see a new new group of people as well. Uh, as much yeah. as I love the returning contestant season, like it's always fun to have a new favorite. Um, I still want a season of if they're going to do returning people, like an all returning cast. Give me something where the uh, second place finishers all come back, so there's a one of those second placers wins. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Get Dean on the line. I better get a producer cred from Survivor if this happens. Is is what's what's Mr. DK chilling up to? Can he can he make a return trip? Uh, I'm guessing see. he's chilling right now. Probably, probably, uh, as as we all are. All right, Lance. So uh, I I think that uh, I think that about wraps us up for uh, a Survivor incredible Survivor forty uh, season. Uh, I want to thank you, man, for joining me here all season long. Uh, even when I know you've got better things to do in your life than hanging out with me, that <laughs> talking is true. about Survivor. Um, but uh, it's it's been an absolutely fantastic season talking to you, and thank you so much to our listeners as well. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, listening to us and and sticking by us all season long. Um, we've had a lot of fun. Hopefully, you've enjoyed yourself as well. Uh, we will be oh, back. One more shout out, though. One more shout out. What, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> So one, thank you for everything, and then two, oh, course, thanks to our Lance. thanks to our editor, thanks to our producer, thanks to everybody who's worked on the podcast, thanks to TV Guide for giving us the opportunity. This has been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and a shout out to the uh, yeah, shout out to TV Guide, uh, all the gr- all the great people there, um, to the great people who are there and the great people who are no longer with us. There were a lot of fantastic people who have gone into the, the making Survivor Brothers what it is, and we are very appreciative to everybody. Um, so like I said, uh, Jeff says, uh, season 41 is coming in the fall. Uh, we shall see, uh, he promises and I, he's, I, I don't know, like that's good enough for me. So, uh, even though this is the, uh, penultimate survivor brothers, or maybe not, maybe there'd be a, a bonus episode here or there. You, you never know. Uh, all the more reason to subscribe to the survivor brothers to stay up to date on what's happening with season 41 and the future of the show. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed, please do so. 
do it on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher. Basically, anywhere you find good podcasts, you'll find ours. Um, and uh, if you really like what you heard, leave us a review. Um, give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of something to head into season forty-one with. Um, That's right, five and, star. Uh, and also, yes, subscribe to the Big Brother Brothers. Maybe you'll hear us soon on that. That is exactly what I was going to say next, Lance. Ooh. Because in the summer, yeah, with Survivor maybe over, but presumably uh, we are going to have a uh, season of Big Brother this summer. Um, hopefully, uh, finger fingers crossed, but. I, I feel like we've maybe got a better than 50-50 shot at it. So uh, if Big Brother does come back, uh, the Survivor Brothers become the Big Brother Brothers. So uh, on your favorite podcasting app, whether that is all the ones I already listed, I'm not going to do it again. Subscribe to that too, please. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I guess this is it. So stay, stay tuned for that uh, fantastic interview with uh, Ethan, uh, which may be coming up next or in the next day or so. Uh, but again, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. One last time, this is Survivor Brothers saying goodbye. Bye-bye. See you next year. Season. Next season. Bye. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.